What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 173rd episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me as always, and not as always, been been gone a few times <laughs> in the past month, That's but true. he's back. My good friend, Wink. What's going on, buddy? Hola, senor. I am back. I made it all the way back from Hawaii. Uh, <laughs> okay, which, hold up. It was great. You went to Hawaii. Yeah. But you're saying things like you went to Puerto Vallarta. Hola, amigos. Oh, oh aloha. That's what I meant to say. Okay. Yes, yes, that's, yes. That's that's much more fitting. Ah, uh, like, yes. Oh, oh. Aloha, my friends. Yeah, no, um, the honeymoon was spectacular, absolutely amazing. What was great was we left Oklahoma City. The next day, it went from like 65 here to 25. I think the low was like around five. Um, So I got to completely miss all that crap and instead go somewhere (laughs) where it was 85 and sunny for a solid week. Got to smash some Mai Tais and... Oh my god, it was just it was fabulous. Um we uh cool story. We went snorkeling on this reef. We like kayaked out and went snorkeling and we found a sea turtle and like we started following this thing. We're following it for like five minutes. Well, the sultry mm-hmm. female, uh, she used to be a swimmer in high school. So she can literally swim like a fish, not even kidding. But she's like, I'm going to see how far I am follow this thing for. So she dove down and was like swimming like right over the turtle and just kind of followed it for a little while. It was really, really cool. Um, he was like just hanging out, didn't really care. But uh, oh, my God, it's gorgeous there. It's just he's yeah. like, just just don't get in my way. Like, yeah, pr- pretty much. He was looking for God, God only knows what. But uh, yeah, it was awesome. Nice. Yeah. <coughs> Sounds super fun to me. I love Hawaii. I've been, I think I've been probably eight times. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was my the first time. The difference for me is that seven of them were in the Navy. So, well, I mean, I'd rather. I didn't do as, I've probably seen more bars than you. I can say that. Much. <laughs> you probably have. <laughs> yes. I did not see many bars, but. Oh my God, we had some good food. We found this kombucha place. I love kombucha. And they had so good kombucha on tap. They had like 16 different ones, and they were all, all the ones I tried at least were just spectacular. Um, Awesome, dude. Yeah. Did you try any uh, coconut shrimp? Uh, I didn't try coconut shrimp, but I mean, we had some 
shrimp and some uh, just various fish, and it was. I mean, it's all good. It was all so was good. That, is that what it was listed as on the menu? Various fish. Uh, no, I mean there was no, 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 no. I know, I'm just <laughs> there was You're like various fish tacos. Well, yeah. that sounds. Oh, delicious. good lord! Um, have you done the road to Hana? Or are you familiar with it? No, it doesn't sound familiar. Uh, it's basically like a three-hour drive to get from one side of Maui to the other side, and it goes through rainforest and. You dr- you're driving like 20 miles an hour because it's all curvy roads and stuff. And there are all these little like food shacks. The food and, shacks are the best. Oh, my God. We went and got some fish tacos and like a smoothie. And oh, oh good. The food just was out of this world. And then saw the black sand <laughs> beaches. I could keep going. I could keep going. But that's not exactly why people are here. Um, but <laughs> That's the, not the right podcast. That is, that's true. But the honeymoon was <laughs> fabulous. But. I have missed talking Swaga, so that's what we're here to do. However, before we specifically get to Swaga, on the way back from Hawaii, I got to watch this really cool show I'd been hearing about. Um, it's, <laughs> uh, what the hell is it called? The Ma- Ma- Mandalorian. That's what it was. The Mandalorian. You may have heard of it. Well, not to be confused with the man in the DeLorean. Which was Back to the Future. That that is true. That is true. Um, <laughs> the man in the DeLorean uh, can probably go go across various eras. This one specifically <laughs> takes place in between uh, the Return of the Jedi and um, what was Episode Seven called? I don't even know. Um, uh, the Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Thank you, sir. Yes. So it takes place in between there. Really, really good. Um, it's on Disney Plus. Highly recommend you guys check it out. Uh, it is great. But the reason I am talking about this specifically here, we're not going to do any spoilers, none of that sort of stuff. However, what we would love for you to do, since this is a podcast and you are listening to said podcast, go down in the show notes, hit that link, and subscribe. We have a new podcast feed, and we are going to be covering The Mandalorian each and every episode. We're also going to, go, going to go back, I am going to go back and watch The Clone Wars and do an episode on covering those. People suggested I, that I maybe like do one episode for every couple of the you know TV episodes, like one podcast episode for over a couple episodes. That's probably what I'll do. Um, and you're talking about doing a rewatch on Rebels and doing the same thing with that. I actually haven't even watched Rebels, so it'll be a first time. Oh, through. oh! I thought <laughs> I thought you had. Interesting. Nope, I've only seen the Clone Wars cartoon. So nice. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm gonna do one. You're gonna do the Clone Wars, and I'm gonna do many some mini casts on Rebels. It's going to Heck be yeah. awesome. So, so make if you sure- haven't. If you haven't searched, if you ha- don't have time and you haven't looked yet at the link, you can also go right now and look for. Our, I don't think you said the name of it, so I did not. The name of our new podcast is drum Chosen roll. Ones. Oh, sorry. Drum roll again. I'll do okay. it again. All right, drum Take roll. Two. Chosen Ones is the name of our new podcast. So if you search Chosen Ones on Apple Podcasts, you will find it there, which yes. means it's going to send out to all the other podcatchers, uh, and you'll have them there as well. We're also going to get it onto Spotify, but I found out today that you have to have five episodes 
to uh, be able to put it on okay. to Spotify. So once we get that fifth episode out, we will be dropping that into Spotify as well. But new podcast, new feed. Hope you guys check it out like you uh, check out this one. Indeed. Be looking for that this weekend. Uh, we'd love if you guys would subscribe. Tell any of your other Star Wars friends about it. Um, great way to get a podcast going initially is by leaving reviews and downloads and subscribing. So um, if you guys have ever wanted to support us in any way, um, you know, just didn't want to give money financially, totally understand. This is a fantastic free way and we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, so jump over there and Absolutely. do that if you don't mind. No doubt. All right. Let's get to it. Let's do it to it. Hey guys, what did you do in Sloga this week? Is this supposed to only be about this week or can it cover multiple weeks? Well, when I was gone, I did two weeks. So you were gone. Why don't you do a couple weeks? All right, we'll do a couple weeks. Um, I've got a lot of stuff, but... Honestly, not really as much as you would think for two weeks, partly because I was in Hawaii and wasn't really playing. I would check and kind of do some dailies. That was about it. So We've got you on the screen doing a uh, fleet battle right now. So one thing I did do, if you're unaware, the deadline is coming up for um, when the reset is for your time changes. So as you can tell, I'm doing a fleet fleet battle because my fleet arena payout has changed because I noticed that I had one more left and it resets here in, I think, a week from now. So what I did was I got my two payouts. I moved my time back two hours, recollected on the payouts, going to test out the new time and see how it goes. So uh, if you have an extra time change... That is a pretty good use of it. Shadow Tate asks, is the new podcast on Twitch? Currently, I don't believe we've actually talked about whether we're going to live stream our recordings of those. We uh, probably so we'll... won't because it's going to be a little bit shorter and probably a little bit more produced. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be more, sh- more focused, more compacted into a certain time frame much more so than this podcast is yes. since we just like to ramble on this podcast we're going to try to keep true. that one in a in a time frame we'll see how long that lasts because we wanted to do that with this one on the from the first episode that's but true things evolve but we're going to do our best with that one to try to keep it to a uh i don't think you want all that on your uh, uh what in the world <laughs> I'll turn that off. Um, but yeah, we're gonna try to keep it more compacted in in a certain time frame. So sounds good. Um, so, uh, where were we at? What you did this week? This week in Swaga. So, because I'd been saving all these resources, I changed my time up. I've been collecting crystals. Um, so. Like, I didn't know what to do. So I've just kind of been farming things. I've been collecting uh, Kairos. I've been collecting a lot of Gear 12 Plus pieces. A lot of various things to try and level some characters up. So I've got a character I want to level up tonight. Because I thought it'd be fun to do it on stream. But I Relic 7, Jedi Knight, 
Anakin here recently, and um, I got a couple pre-sweet mods that I'm going to try to show you guys. Um, one was a 19-speed, well, it was 19-speed before I um, before I sliced it up, but where did I put it on Han? I got this bad boy. Uh, it's 6 dot, but so- it has 20-speed. 79 offense and 1.59% offense. So, I mean, all the base numbers on this thing were pretty jacked. I mean, uh, the health was pretty low starting out, but the off the two offense numbers and the speed were all great. I mean, anytime I see something that has double offense and speed on it, and it's like a diamond or a circle, I'm going to jump on it every single time. And this one I bought, it ended up being great for the speed. I would have been fine if it was offense even, but uh, it's great, great mod that um, I ended up throwing on Han. Uh, so yeah, I was pretty pumped about that. I hadn't got a good mod in quite a while. So I got a crit damage mod today that I, that I, uh, I sliced. It was a health oh, crit yeah? damage mod. And it hit three times on offense percentage to 1.51%. And three times on off rent, raw offense to 107. Wow. That's and a the other awesome two mod. stats was four speed and five defense. But uh, Hell yeah. overall, I'd say that's a, a pretty good offense mod. Nice. Now just yeah. got to figure out how to put it on. Heck yeah. That's, that's pretty awesome. I need to turn off the notifications all right um i haven't informed everybody that changed my payout apparently so um all right what was the other thing i did um well that's pretty much it next thing i wanted to do was uh echo well i want to slice up this mod it's a 36 percent crit damage it is kind of like the mod you're talking about it's health set bonus but it has 15 speed um it did have 10 speed earlier today, and I took it from purple to gold, and it became this. I feel like this is worthy of slicing, so let's do that. We'll slice that bad boy up to six dot. And then I also want to do this square, because I've been holding on to this thing for a while. 17 speed crit damage square. Um, I, I know I want to take that one up. I will absolutely never regret that, so... Um, all right, so I've got my awesome little Echo guy here, and uh, he's got everything besides his Gear 12 finisher. So um, he's got pretty good numbers, uh, 38,500 health, 44,000 protection, 234 speed, 3,025 damage, and 36% crit chance. Those are kind of the numbers I care about. Um, h- how far should I go up on the relics with this guy? See three that I want. Well, okay, mine is relic four, so I'm kind of curious where our stats line up if you do it. Now my mods aren't great on him, but all right, Let, let's go to relic four and see what happens. All right, let's do it. <clears throat> all righty, and relic two. Let's move Why on. Why not to... an offense set on Echo? See, I. I don't have my mods. I will for exp- me. I don't have my mods uh, maxed out on him yet. I will explain that in one second. Because there's a very good reason to not go with an offense set. That's the kind of in-depth analysis we come here for. All righty, there we go. I am at relic level four now. 
Okay. All right, so let's go check out these stats. He is now at 50,000 health, 55,000 protection, 242 speed, and the damage is at 5,000 now. So it went up from 3,000 to 5,000. Um, yeah, see, I'm at damage and plus then 502 at 4815 damage with crap mods so far. Y- y- what was your damage? 4815. Okay. Um, what about special? Special damage is only at 7234. I am at 75. So he deals physical damage on his basic building. He deals special damage on his AoE. So I've seen a lot of people uh, uh, squeaks asked in the live chat, why not an offense set on Echo? And I was actually just having a chat with somebody about this. There's a very good reason to go with a crit damage set and multiple reasons. One is his unique ability. And that is uh, whenever another clone trooper or 501st ally critically hits an enemy, Echo's next attack will be a critical hit. So, any anyone, even fives can counter, crit somebody, and that is going to make Echo's next attack be a crit. So, that is effectively a 100% crit chance. If he's in a full 501st, squad he's going to be critting all the time not to mention his unique ability gives him an additional 20 percent crit chance especially if you're you know running with like general skywalker or um i mean really i mean really any of these 501st characters you have ahsoka who attacks uh out of turn she also counts on that because she's a 501st ally so somebody does special ability ahsoka comes in critically hits boom Echo's next attack, going to be a crit. So that is one reason why you would want to go with crit damage. Because in general, crit damage almost always leads to more damage output than an offense set. I see a lot of people connecting uh, offense and the fact that he does special damage. So because, um, you know, special damage effectively gets a larger increase... In number from an offense set, a lot of people think that's a good way to go, which isn't exactly true because it is on a percent basis. So no matter what, whenever you put that uh, offense set on there, you're increasing it by 15%. It it doesn't matter if the number is one or a billion. It is only a 15% increase. With a crit damage set, you're getting uh, that 30% multiplier and... Here's the big thing. If you have Five's uh, Zeta ability, his unique ability where he shares stats when he dies, that's his tactical awareness. If you have that ability, he will then give all of his offense to Echo. When Echo gets that offense, if you have an offense set, that offense set is not multiplying the additional offense he just gained. Because once you get into a battle, those stats are fixed. So he will have whatever his offense is plus fives, and that's what it is. And it's being multiplied by whatever his crit damage number is. So if you go with a crit damage set, that 30% multiplier, because that happens based on his total stats whenever he crits in game, like in a battle, that all gets combined 
into um into a crit into you know you're 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 compounding both of those numbers rather than um you know just doing echoes um i like it makes total sense to me so um uh zara mentions about the uh the bonus crit damage um from general Anakin skywalker which is true but like i said with the five zeta the five zeta is the big thing if you don't have the five zeta i think there's a pretty good argument for an offense set but um just because that uh, you know that uh 50 percent uh bonus crit damage from general anakin uh you know that tends to move more towards the offense set being better but like i said that five zeta really changes things because of the way he gets the additional offense um an offense set then becomes pretty mitigated um you know if like i said if you don't have that zeta it's a little bit different if you do have that zeta i highly suggest crit damage even if you're using it um, against Malik or whatever, he can still crit. I mean, it doesn't particularly matter who you know who crits. Like um, the his this ability is. I'm going to read it just so everybody's clear. Whenever another clone trooper or 501st ally uses their basic ability during the turn, Echo assist. Whenever another clone. A- Sorry, clone trooper or 501st ally critically hits an enemy. Echo's next attack will be a critical hit. So the only thing that can prevent him from critically hitting is crit immunity. Malik, for example, does not have crit immunity. He gets very high crit avoidance, which this is almost like a built-in advantage where it's a guaranteed critical hit. Malik can't stop that. So that is something else that you need to keep in mind whenever you're thinking about, you know, using your General Skywalker versus, say, Malik in Arena or, you know, whatever. But um, that is kind of how I am tackling that and how I suggest people, others, tackle it. And you got to think as well, coming up here pretty soon, you're going to want more than just clones against Malik with, the TB and everything else and go for what yes. gives you the best uh, best output under Shakti because pretty soon there's going to be a very good reason to have your mods optimized under Shakti as opposed to GAS because of uh, light side GOTB coming out. 100%. Okay, so uh, you, you see all the slicing material I've got here? I see it, kind of. Um, I I, I want to spend it all. Who should I spend it on? Jeez, I don't know. Um, I, I am sorting by gear people. All right, people in live chat, give give me some like who who do you guys want to see me upgrade here? Like, what do you guys think would be a good? The problem investment? is it's kind of blurry, so we can't see what uh, level okay. your guys are at. Just kind of see who they are. So most of them are at four. Um, there's a, there's only a few exceptions, but, uh, Anakin and Kenobi, they're at seven. Most everybody else is at four. There are a few that I could take up to four. Um, my internet must not be doing too well. So I want, uh, 
R2 myself. You want R2? Um, <laughs> Give him hmm. even more stats. That's That is probably not a terrible option. Galactic, um, Galactic, he's Galactic Republic, and you know he's going to be helpful. That is true. All right, so I think I will probably do R2. But I'm kind of with squeaks on this. I kind of I kind of want to do fives. I'm fives gonna, is another good one. He also shares stats. And I use use his ship. So let's take him up to relic level five. And I mean, I guess I should. It probably wouldn't be a terrible idea to take. Um, okay, so I can't take anyone from. Okay, so I can do two more characters going from four to five, basically, with what I've got. Um, I, I I could do Echo and R2. Echo and R2? Those should would be two should I do choices, R2 or sure. Padme? Um, I don't know. Depending on how much Padme gets compared to what... You use R2 with Padme, right? Um, actually, right now I'm using Journal Skywalker. No, that's true. He makes mowing down. Is your seven so star yet? No, six star. Um, okay, so you're only going to be able to use him for half of the TB starting off. Yeah. Let's let's go Padme. I know you like to use some Padme. I so. do like some Padme. All right, so let's take her up to her next relic level relic level five that's going to add a pretty hefty amount of offense and health um well that pretty much burns all my resources good grief <laughs> padme is net def is my next gear 13 as well she's she's awesome i absolutely love her all right so and i need her for gas when he comes back that's what i'm working on right now actually she's awesome um so my Padme has 7,600 damage and 94% crit chance with 71,000 health. Nasty. Oof. Big oof. Yeah. Big cool. oofs. So I may have to test these clones out now that I've got Echo and Fives to Relic Level 5. That's some pretty intense stuff. Um, Would you say you're in love with clones now? No. Hell no. <laughs> but... Uh, but they're going to be usable. We're going to get to why I certainly did not mind doing Fives and Echo here shortly. Um, uh, yeah, but... Well, I think that pretty much sums up my week in Swaga. What, what did you do, Dan? How was your week? My week has actually been pretty good. I Gear 13 Super Battle Droid B2 uh, took him right to our Relic 4. So now he's now he's a uh, beefier, which is nice because he's usually the one taking the most hits in territory battles for some reason. Uh, gear thirteen, Asajj Ventress. Actually, I haven't gear thirteen her. I am six Kyrotech pieces from gear thirteen her, but that'll happen later tonight when I use my refreshes. So pretty much, she's gear thirteen, and she'll go up to relic four as well. And yeah, so that pretty much. Puts a dead stop to relicking characters from the fourth stage of the GAS event. And okay. now I'm switching over and I'm focusing on Padme and Shakti. 
who Good once idea. I finish them to gear 13, I'm moving back and I'm going to do B1. And then I'll probably move to some other things because I think that should give me enough uh, to beat the GAS event. But I also have uh, Ahsoka favorited right now. So I'm thinking after B1, I might do Ahsoka too. So she's another be... one I need to gear 13 eventually. She's, she's just a beast, man. It's she's crazy. Good. And you know what? Surprisingly, was really good under Padme today for me. What? Clone Sergeant. Oh. He, once he got those stacks on him, he was one-shotting people. It nice. was crazy. Like... I don't surprise me. He's... I. Yeah. Who did I take the her, them against? I took them against... It wasn't Old Republic. It was... Frick. I can't remember who it was. It was one of those meta teams. Yeah, I got the goldfish going on. <laughs> oh, actually, I could check. Because the Grand, Grand Arena is still up, so I can find out. Anyways, I took him in there, and I didn't have JKA because I put him on defense with the clone team. So... I was running Padme and oh no, I can't go back. It did end. All Uh-oh. right. So anyways, I was running Padme, General or General uh Kenobi, Ahsoka Tano, Kaigon Jin and Clone Sergeant. That was the team. And they took out Ahsoka Tano, so I'm like, well, th- I'm not going to win this one now. But uh, Clone Sergeant got up to 14 stacks of uh, whatever her buff is. I forget the name of it. Because I still haven't used her that often. But yeah. uh, what's what? I forget what her stacks are. Anyways, every time he took a shot, he was one-shotting people. It was absolutely ridiculous. So I have figured out that Clone Sergeant in uh, filling in on that team for me at gear 11 was pretty bit, pretty... Uh, Hell yeah. Damn good. Uh, yeah, so Shakti, Padme, then Shakti, then B1, and I think I'm going to do Ahsoka Tano. I'm 14 out of 85 on the Vulture Droid, and this is the problem. For whatever reason, something that's never seemed to... I don't remember it ever happening before. The Vulture Droid marquee pack returned. And so now you can buy twelve ninety nine. You can get your seven shards because that's the most common one. Seven shards of Vulture Droid for uh, shards again. And I really want my Vulture Droid at seven star when I get Malevolence. So I'm kind of on a wishy washy, flippy floppy uh, area right now on taking that to seven stars. I think what I'm going to do. The pack's supposed to last seventeen days. Okay. I think I'm going to farm for 17 days and see where I'm at after 17 days. And if I need like a certain amount of shards, I'm going to have to pick a plot spot where I, I I will say just do it or not. But yeah. if I'm in a place where I feel like buying them is is going to help me out, I might buy them at the end of that time. But the Vulture Droid pack is back and it is literally there to test my patience and... <laughs> It is, let me just tell you. So, Hyena Bomber, seven star. Now I need that Vulture Droid, which I've been farming like crazy to get to seven star. And then the pack drops. So, I'm still farming that Vulture Droid. We'll see what happens in 17 days. But, yeah, that's pretty much everything that happened on my main account. But the coolest thing, 
on my alt account, I gear 13 Boba Fett uh, yesterday. Woo! So I now like I it. have fully relicked, a fully relic bounty hunter team on my alt account. I have Bosk, Django, Boba, Imbo, and Cad Bane, and I am absolutely loving that team, dude. It is so I fun. I can imagine. And one of the best parts about one of the best parts about relicking that team in specifically is that you can flip around the leaderships because a lot of them are good. Oh yeah. So you need you want a Django lead to do something with with that team, you're good. You want to use Boba's lead, you want to use Bosk's lead. Yeah. You know, Imbo's lead for, you know, uh raiding, all those things. It's it's really really fun team totally agree so i'm loving it and now i'm going for gba on the alt because just because gba is awesome so not a bad idea next and then one final thought from my week i absolutely despise ships in grand arena Uh uh-oh did not see this coming i have lost two out of six rounds just because I could not beat their ships. E. <laughs> yeah. E. e is right. That is that is no bueno, senor. I I have a feeling that that will change once I get malevolence, but until then I hate it. Possible. Yeah. So, hopefully malevolence is good enough on offense that I can beat whatever's out there and then it becomes not a problem at all. But for now, I don't have a great fleet. For defense or offense, either way. So it's really affecting my Grand Arena status. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it's... uh. Well, well let's... What has your strategy been with ships in Grand Arena? Just because, I mean, it's it's thrown a big monkey wrench into the whole thing. You have less teams put on. You only have to put seven teams on defense rather than the eight that it was previously. Uh, well, of characters. So you have a little bit deeper offense on your characters, but you're also having to play ships. So uh, how have you kind of been trying to work that in? I So you need... You know, seven ships and a capital ship for defense. I scroll to the very bottom and I put them all in. And that's no, I actually have been that using. Surprise oh, me. I'm actually using Home One and Geonosians on defense. Uh, they've not got a single uh, defense. I know it's hot garbage. It's you, not working. You but don't that's have okay. Falcon? I have Falcon and I save it for offense because that's about the only way I can win on offense. Well, why do you put Akbar on defense? Because I put Thrawn. I use Th- I use Millennium Falcon with Thrawn. Or with uh, the... Yeah, with Thrawn. Interesting. Always hmm. have. Never haven't, so... And I've always used Akbar with Geonosians because of all the extra... Yeah. Um... Thrawn's, Thrawn's awfully good with bugs too, though. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't. I think either way, my ships are bad enough that it's not going to matter. So my going for the best chance on offense and sticking with my crap defense uh, strategy that I've always used in Grand Arena. So nice. not crap defense, but more of a trap defense. Yeah, because my back wall is now Geonosians and. Uh, Shakti, double Zeta Shakti, 
Relic 4 Ooh. clones and Relic 7 JKA. So that team in the back, usually, those two teams in the back usually can get me a win. If it were all characters, they would definitely be getting me the win. But yeah. if I can't beat their ships, then I'm real screwed. So I can imagine. It's it's not great so far. But we'll see what happens once Malevolence comes out. I have a feeling I'll be much better fleet-wise than so. We shall see. But yeah, that's been my week, and I'm enjoying it. I'm really not looking forward to moving off signal data. <laughs> yeah, but we'll talk I'm about that. that too. Yeah. Well, uh, why, why don't we go ahead and move to this then? Back on topic, we're talking about Roadhead. Or Roadhead. Sorry. We're talking about Roadhead, really? Roadhead. <laughs> oh, the Roadhead. Road ahead. Um. So this was a pretty exciting post, to some degree. Um. There's some good stuff in it. There was some underwhelming stuff in it. We're hoping for a little bit more substance, but we got an idea of kind of what they're doing, which is perfectly fine. So, I'll just say this: there's a few things that are exciting, and a lot of things that are only exciting for people that haven't been playing for four years. Disagree. <laughs> I I think that is good for everybody, and I will explain here shortly. I, if you can convince me, that would be impressive. Because all right, I don't well, see why how this helps anyone. I will do my best. anyone that's paid forever. Um, all right. So first thing, the LSGTB. No, that is not a political acronym. It is the Lysite Genosis Territory Battle. Um, that's going to be the last thing. For this whole Clone Wars nonsense. Uh, it's last of this chapter. Next, we are digging into the new trilogy, diving in head first. So basically, starting December, it's all new stuff. And we'll get to something about that here shortly because we'll be getting some new characters with these TVs. There's gonna be some pretty exciting stuff going on and some potential. But one thing that they did drop is General Hux and Sith Trooper will, in fact, be coming to the game. Yeah, that was interesting that they just dropped that in there. I mean, I'm actually excited for it. I've been wanting Hux forever, and now we know for sure we're getting him. And on top of that, uh, it makes you wonder about... They've been talking about all these capital ships they want to bring into the game. General Hux is a perfect candidate to have his own capital ship as well. 100%. They desperately, desperately need a First Order capital ship. Um, And Resistance, too. I mean, I think they've mentioned in the past that they need to get more capital ships in the game. So that is a great, that's a great place to start. If they can start by, they said up until spring is kind of when the new trilogy is going to kind of take over the game. And so they have a lot of opportunity to get some new capital ships in here. Uh, And, of course, Hux, obviously, I would think would be a fleet commander. I mean, it It only makes makes sense. sense. Half the time you see him, he's standing on the bridge of a Star Destroyer. Yep. So, pretty exciting stuff there. Um, 
But the the other big thing, th- this was, I mean, we knew the light side territory battle was coming. Uh, looks like it's going to be previewed starting around Thanksgiving around that time. And then it'll actually start at the beginning of December. Um, that is when we'll get our first crack at the light side Genos territory battle. So make sure you guys enjoy this dark side one because this will be the last dark side territory b- battle we have till probably mid-December. Um, so get oh, those no. watch shards. I'm sad. <laughs> well, you probably you probably actually will be sad once we get to the light side territory about because it will certainly be being your head against the brick wall, but we'll see. Do you remember what they did when they introduced the two Hoth territory battles? Uh I mean, yeah, but what are you referring to specifically? That is I'm referring to the fact that it wasn't running twice a month anymore and they doubled the amount of shards you get. From the uh, character missions. Ooh. ooh so I'm curious point. if we're going to get double watch shards on in the middle of December or if they're going to keep it at one watch shard now that it's mm. once a month instead of two. That's a good question. I like it. Um, hopefully that'd be the case. Yeah. Uh, definitely, hopefully, because that's it's slow as it is. But if you make it even slower, that kind of really sucks. So we shall see. We'll see. We'll see. Heck Just yeah. a thought I had. Um, so, and by the way, they're gonna have to rename this character or rename the old character in the game that's to like a good Sith point. Empire Trooper because there's already a Sith Trooper. So, yes. I, I just thought it was funny when it said and some new friends, Sith Trooper, and I'm like, but Sith Trooper's an old friend. What? Are, I, I bet. Really, I bet. I know one you're referring to a new person, but there's already one. Well, I mean, we already have, you know, like a lot of these multi-version type things. I don't know if you saw my screen up, but like if you go to uh, Han, so you have you have Han Solo, you have Stormtrooper Han, you have young Han Solo, uh, Captain Han Solo, veteran smuggler Han Solo, blah, blah, blah. I could very much see them change it to like a specifically being, say, a First Order Sith Trooper or doing it in parentheses kind of like they did with say like Bastila Sean uh they have Bastila Sean Fallen um they will probably either the new character or the one that's already in game update them and uh just make that a little bit easier to deal with but that new Sith Trooper looks kind of badass so it's probably not gonna be much confusing I'm offended by this Sith Trooper as a person that read the Phasma book why? Because <laughs> I have not read the Phasma book. So if you read the Phasma, I'm not done with the Phasma book. I'm about halfway through it. It's really, really good, by the way. Okay. So good that I never pick it up and finish it because, but I never read books anyway. So, well, that's usually because takes a, you're so excited takes about it, you get finished. Yes. If I finish it, there'll be no more. But there's a character in the Phasma book called Cardinal. And basically, he's another version of Phasma. So Phasma is a high ranking officer in the first order. So is the Cardinal. Cardinal has special armor like Phasma does, but his is red. Thus the name Cardinal. Okay. So now they're introducing in this movie, Sith troopers, because when I, I had really hoped that we'd eventually see Cardinal in the movies, but now we're seeing Sith troopers wearing exactly his armor which makes it not special at all and makes hmm. him just kind of a guy now to me. So I'm like, why well, do but, we have to have, make him have the red armor like that? 
Come well, on. but think about the Praetorian Guards. Um, I assume Sith Trooper is probably going to be the new version of the Praetorian Guard. So we're probably not going to get the guard that we wanted so desperately, but the Sith Trooper is probably going to be re- what replaces it. Um, yeah, I see the reasoning. I just I feel yeah. bad for Cardinal because he's such a cool... He's got such a cool story in that book. Yeah. So... I, I was know. trying to come up with a bird joke and come up with one. So we'll fly <laughs> At least, on, we'll hopefully fly on he to won't the next be as bad topic. as the Cardinals from Arizona. How's that? Uh, that's not possible. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, swing over to the journey guide. This is the new thing that they were talking about that uh, is going to help players. They put out five bullet points of things that the new journey guide is supposed to do. Welcoming new players to Galaxy of Heroes. Welcome them. Welcoming back players who have been away from the cantina for a while. Accessing limited timed events. Understanding unit and event requirements. And setting long-term goal formation. So, they kind of talk specifically about how they want to make it to where a lot of these reaping events... Like, if you're not if, if you're not paying attention, keeping up with stuff, you don't know what the hell is required to get uh, Grandmaster Yoda. You don't know what's required to get CLS. They're trying to put forth a roadmap to help people understand the paths they can take to get these characters. It sounds like these events might be open all the time. Uh, Make, you know, at least after they've ran a couple times so that people can go in, see the requirements and start working towards those and hopefully not have to wait for the thing to come back around to get the character because that's the most frustrating thing for a new character or new players you've been i finally got them ready exactly but it just happened yep so i don't know when i'm gonna be able to do it so then you have to wait another month or something it's that's yeah. not fun when you're so close so if they would make these events open all the time that would be great for everybody um and just helping streamline the understanding of the game because getting in at this point it, it it can be kind of complicated like if i started this game now I'd still be into it because of Star Wars, but probably be a little bit overwhelmed. So I think this is a great, great idea. What do you think? I I mean, overall, overarching for everyone in the game, I think it's great. As far as I'm concerned, me being wanting things for me, eh, it's okay. But overall, for the game and its health, I think it's great because A... Welcoming back players who have been away from the cantina for a while. That gives you a now someone, let's say someone quit and you've played for so long, you realize that if you took three months off and decided to come back, now you're really far behind, right? Yeah. Well, this is a way to help people if they do decide to come back to catch up quicker and to be more in tune with the news and everything that's gone on while they were out. Uh, New players, uh, it's always... It's ter- it's kind of terrible for new players if they want Yoda to have to go outside of the game to find out what you need to do to get Yoda or what you need to do to get Thrawn or your favorite characters to be able to unlock them, right? Those are all great things. One thing I would like to see for me with this is for those events, it kind of says setting long-term goal formation. What I think would be cool is if you could click in this journey glide guide on what you're going for and it brings it up what the requirements are if the requirements that it brought up were your actual characters so you could see where your characters were where they aligned with what you need for the event like let's say 
GAS, right? So I don't have them yet and I'm getting ready for that. Let's say if you clicked on GAS, suddenly it had a line for each of the four phases and it lined up the things you need for those phases and shows exactly where you are and puts a, a green check mark or an X on it. If you don't have enough stars, you don't have the gear or whatever, kind of gives you an idea of where you're at for it if you're ready for it and know what you need to farm and know if it meets the recommended recommended uh, settings for those levels, which are very low considering what you actually need, but it'd be nice to be able to have an idea where you're at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. I think that would be really cool. So, yep. And, a, and another thing to mention, this kind of has already started happening in... So if you don't know, I started playing Marvel Strike Force about uh, four and a half months ago, and I've been playing it every day straight, loving it so far on the second time I've started it. Um but one thing they're doing, so now I kind of know what the opposition is doing. And one thing that they've done that I think if uh, if Galaxy of Heroes did would be a very good thing for them. And that is, so the very first legendary event for Marvel Strike Force was Iron Man. And just like uh, Yoda was for Galaxy of Heroes. Well, what they did for Strike Force is made... Iron Man available all the time. That event is always available now. So oh, you can nice. always go in and do it. It'll always tell you what you need to do it. And what they did when they made it always available was lowered it down from needing five-star characters to unlock him to three-star characters to unlock him. Now, do I see them doing that in Galaxy of Heroes? Probably not. But it was a huge thing in Strike Force because I was able to unlock him when they did, made that happen even though I didn't farm for it or anything to get ready for it. So I unlocked it, and instantly I was like, all right, well, I'm going to work on these guys because it won't take that long for me to get four stars and then five stars. If Galaxy of Heroes did something like that, where um, where it's easier to see in its own place with this journey guide, I think that as a new player in MS, in Marvel Strike Force, I could see how something like this in Galaxy of Heroes, if you're just getting into it or been playing it for six months to a year, this would be huge for you. So yeah. I get why they're doing it. As far as new content goes, for those of us that have been playing forever, doesn't help me, doesn't make me more engaged in this game. And that's what I'm looking for in the road ahead. So Yeah, that's totally fair. Um so here's my argument on why I think this is great for long-term players. They've talked about wanting to do more content. And the problem is it's kind of hard to do content when there's such a diversity of players. So if they're able to streamline and get newer players up to speed months and months more quickly, that gets them to a spot where they can focus on content the entire game is about making money right so if they can get to building content that can kind of force people not force but coerce people into spending money i don't even know if that's the right word either but um you know to try to tempt people into spending money i think that that's probably going to be their goal and if they're trying to get us to bite on things to actually do, because they said next year is going to be like the year of content or something. Um, 
I think that's I think that's a really good idea. Um, and no, Joker, I am not arguing that lack of diversity is a good thing. I think that more diversity is a good thing. That's the that's my entire point. Is if you get if you're helping all these newer players get to these legendary characters faster. I'm not saying get just give them all the characters. I'm saying make it to where they are easier to access. I assume there will still be a stepping stone in which you'll want to go this character, then this character, then this character, and something along those lines. But if that gets sped up to where people can start using these characters more often, it's going to create, um, you know, a situation where people don't have to start with Phoenix. They can go a different route because you're, you're almost crazy if you don't start with Phoenix at this point. So if they can make it to where you can go a different route, go a different faction... Uh, that that is creating more diversity in the game um, by getting more of these characters in people's rosters earlier on in the game. And as far as gear diversity goes, it's hard to it's hard to see that happening right now with the way the game is, with territory battles and GAC and such things being the main the main content that we're playing. But once that new raid drops, you're going to see a lot more people putting resources into different things to try different things. And you'll see a little more parody start to open up there because with any raid, people are going to go searching for their favorite teams to use in there. What's the best. And eventually it'll even out again, but I'd say for another, for at least three months when that new raid drops, you're going to see more parody than you had before. Yeah. And I, I don't really, it doesn't, I'm not a huge whale or anything, so I guess it doesn't it doesn't mean the same thing to me, but it doesn't really bother me when people have characters. It's where their gear levels are at as far as uh it's the gear parity on characters. Whether they have them or not doesn't bother me because everybody's going to have it eventually. So that doesn't bother me. It's where people spent their resources. And that's what makes GAC matchups good, right? Is because sometimes you'll go against a team that has an amazing JKR team or an amazing rebel team, but didn't spend those resources on a different team. And that parody is what makes the game fun for me at this point, rather than, Oh, well this guy has a Malik two, or this guy has a GAS two, or because everyone's going to have them eventually. It doesn't bother me if people have them. I, I mean, yeah. if that's the parody in gear is what really drives rosters at this point to me. And mods. Mm-hmm. And, and and not only those specifically, but knowing how to use them. That's the other thing. But um, yeah, so... Uh, For, to answer your question, the, Fish Tank 2009, what new raid? There was a... QA, I don't think it was the last one. I think it was the one before that where they mentioned in the first quarter of next year they are working on a raid to release. They didn't say for sure it was going to drop at the beginning of the year or it would be near the end of that quarter or in the first five months of the year. But in the first beginning, first six months of next year, there is a raid coming out. Which is pretty exciting, I think. I hope. We'll see. I'm excited. So, all right, you want to pull up these uh, happy fourth anniversary rewards? I got them. I mean, these are pretty snazzy. I am not even kidding. So, 
I'm Here's the, the big portrait, thing. man. That thing's the, cool. Yeah, the portrait's really good. It is titled A New Hope, which is basically the beginning of A New Hope, where Luke's kind of looking on. and uh, that, Actually, it's not titled A New Hope. Oh, I don't think it's titled A New Hope. Yes, it is. It says no, title, it's not. A New Hope. Title is the title you get. So you can put A New Hope under your name. Oh. The portrait is actually called... It's, I think it's hope. called Twin, Su- Twin Sunsets. Oh. It is called Binary Sunset Tatooine. The Call to Adventure. So, yeah. the title you get for the fourth anniversary is A New Hope. Last year you got Hollow Table Hero. Hollow Table Hero. And this year you get A New Hope and you get that Binary Sunset Tatooine portrait. Now, the thing is, the thing that bugs me about it is... I'm going to have to remember that that's the fourth anniversary portrait because there's nothing in game tagging that as where you got it from. It's, it'd be nice with these anniversary type things that you get that no one else gets for them to be tagged for that, but this one doesn't tag for that. So, yeah. Luckily, I remember Hollow Table Hero from last year, and I guess I'll remember A New Hope, but those things should definitely be tagged. I don't know. Yeah. I agree. Um, all right. So, in honor of the Galaxy of Heroes for celebration, they will be rewarding double drops on light side, dark side battles, mod battles, cantina battles, and fleet battles. This will be happening on the dates of November 24th, 25th, and the 26th. What do you think? It's good stuff. I'm in. Most important one there is uh, hard nodes for me in the light side and dark side battles. Give me more of those uh, vulture droid shards, please. Yeah, no kidding. Um, all right, so uh, want to talk about farming for to maximize these double drops because double drops are pretty awesome and you're going to want to take advantage so make sure you're saving those crystals and work it up as much as possible now uh because the double drops start on the 24th it is going to matter how many refreshes you are willing to spend and i'm going to talk about these in multiple sets of refreshes with say the 50 crystal refreshes being the first set for say fleet and regular uh, energy and then the 100 refreshes on cantina being the first set and then that second set would be the 100 uh on the regular energy and then the 200 crystal refreshes on the cantina so how far you're going to go into refreshing greatly matters on when you kind of want to start uh if you're only doing that first set of refreshes what i would probably do is the night of the 22nd before you go to bed I would make sure that you are full on energy and then I would do your 350 crystal refreshes. And then that next day you'll be able to collect 105 more energy. Now you are sacrificing 240, but you can gain that, um, you know, that 105 throughout the day. Then do those three more, uh, that first set of refreshes. And that's going to get you to a pretty good spot. That should, I mean, you should be around that thousand mark in energy. Um, you can't get to, you can get to, uh, 
you know, four digit numbers of energy, but you can't add any more once you hit there. So basically you have to be at 999 or lower to add any more energy to bank. So there is a limit on banking if you were unaware on that. Um, so let's see. Um, if you are doing uh, set one and set two of refreshes, then what I would do is rather than doing that on the 22nd, I would do that on the 24th. Uh, if you had the crystal stash to do all those refreshes, I would wait until then. Stack, stack up with everything. Uh, get to your thousand uh, crystals and then just hoard. Um, I'll, I generally spend all the way up until I go to bed and then I will just refresh. So doing it that way, it shouldn't really put you in a spot where you are missing out on your 600 or anything of the sort. So, uh, yeah, I think that is, I think that's the way to go. Um, it's pretty simple. doesn't require much effort. Um, it's basically just based on the number of refreshes you're planning to do, um, when you should start hoarding. And of course you could do, you know, the first set on one energy and the second set on a different energy, you know, and just adjust the way you farm each of those accordingly. And, uh, I think you'll... You will maximize. So, um, one th- one of the big things for me right now is deciding on how many refreshes I do will be whether or not Arc Trooper is farmable in Cantina at that point. That's a huge, huge, huge point. Because um, if I'm I'm going to go, he crazy might get at it tomorrow. If he's in there, I'm going crazy too because there's a cascading effect with my roster that Arc Trooper does because I have General Skywalker. It allows mm-hmm. me to move Ahsoka Tana out from him and move it back to Padme, which will allow me to take R2-D2 and put back with RJT. Um, that will give me one additional team in Grand Arena because currently I'm not using RJT just because it's just not that good without R2 in my opinion. Um, so once I get R2, I, I, I mean, I think I'll be in a pretty good spot. Uh for using RJT again. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited for... Man, Arc Trooper's going to be awesome. I can't wait. And we know he's going to be a core piece to beating that special mission. Um, You know, for the light side territory battle, you're going to want to get him up as quick as you can if you're going to be attempting that mission. Uh, core piece and required, no doubt, because GBA was required for... Well, he GBA was, the- was also the only... Was the fifth... Geonosian, so it, yeah, he was the only other option. But I don't think Arc will be required. I think, I think Shock T will obviously be required. But I think they'll let you mix clones in however you want. I think the yeah. problem is you're not gonna have a shot to beat it without Arc. He has a really good kit. Um, he's probably gonna be the best clone, and you're kind of gonna need him. I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. So All right. What else are we getting? So we're getting 20 Zeta Mat, 16 Omegas, a million credits. We're getting uh, one full Carboni, full stun cuffs, the stun gun prototypes. Thank God. I hate we're, All three. Uh, you know what? Carbontis aren't as bad for me lately. I think I'm up to 500 of them. Yeah, so they don't they aren't bugging me as much anymore. But the stun cuffs and stun guns, man, every character I get stuck gearing is those two things. Those two or the biotech 
implants. Those are the worst. At least they're cheap to get, you know, relatively speaking. Yeah, thank Um, goodness for that. You get fragmented and incomplete signal data. You get some of the relic material, the circuit board, wiring, and the transistors. But most importantly, this I would have never guessed. 10 negotiator shards, 10 general Skywalker shards, and 10 Malak shards. It doesn't seem like a lot unless you're working on these characters. And yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, I will have that's 10 pretty big. negotiator shards after this. I mean, it's what, 3,800 uh, currency for the 10 Guy Sky shards, 3,800 currency for the 10 Malak shards, and. I don't remember what ship shards it. Twenty, I think it'd be twenty seven hundred for the ten negotiator shards. That's like free money. I mean, that's. I am extremely happy about that. There's, My uh, alt, which is up on the screen, will be very happy with this because I'm currently one thirty out of one forty five on negotiator nice. on my alt. So, I'm ready for them. Give them to me. Heck yeah! Um, so we're also getting twenty five of each of the Cairo techs. Um, and then we're getting uh, basically um, 20 of the Mark II Pulse Modulaires and then 50 of all of the um, other uh, Mod Salvage material. Uh, and then, not only that, but you get 20 of each of the Gear 12 Finisher uh, specific pieces. So... Yeah, and then, of course, huge. the most important part, the three Clone Wars Chewbacca shards. When, um, I, when I saw that at the end, I'm like, the joke stays alive, apparently. Yes. Yep. Uh, but so, someone well made done. a joke in podcast chat as well that made me laugh pretty hard. They're like, they're like, but don't accept these rewards or it'll be an exploit and you'll get 5,000 yes. G- get one tokens. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that, that was pretty funny. I'm like, if they did that, I would laugh and actually think it was a good move on their part because they'd be admitting their mistake and they'd also be making a joke out of it and playing along with us Yep. instead of what's going on right now. But I still find that hilarious that the Clone Wars Chewbacca Shards joke lives on. 25, Mar- the Chirotech ones, man, those make me very happy. I wish it was 50. I do too, but... but, but I will take them. I will take them. Every Very single happily. one of them. I mean, this is more than I expected us to get with the shards. And then, you know, we're basically getting a little bit of everything. So this is a, I mean, this is a very nice prize pack. And and that's not all, folks. Um, the Anniversary Character Trove Pack. Celebrate the fourth anniversary of Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes with this special offer. Each pack guarantees 330 shards of a single character. Pack includes 330 shards of a random Chromium pack character. It will be available on November 22nd. Maximum purchase of one. I want to know two things I want to know. First off, this is awesome for anyone that's not an in-game player. Because there are very few characters that I need, would need those shards for. But the I think the best part of that is... I don't know where I was going with that part, but this is awesome. If it were to take into account what you have at seven stars that are in chromiums and take them out, and it actually gave you one you didn't have, that would be 
I'd be all about it. But I think that would drive the price up. I assume, I don't I can't see this being too terribly expensive. Or maybe it will be, but this is a pretty unprecedented thing here. I could see it being a decent deal. So, I mean, 330 sh- shard shop currency, that will get you a lot of gear. Um, even if you're an in-game player, depending on what that price is, you might want to do a little bit of math, and it might be worth it. Uh, so we'll see on the 22nd. We'll see tomorrow. Um, very exciting. I'd rather, I'd rather buy uh, Vulture Droid shards <laughs> with my crystals. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, you you and your vulturing. <laughs> I'm vulturing those vulture shards. I definitely did not see that pack coming though. That that was, that was interesting. Very nice for you. Very. So very you didn't nice. you didn't mention this, and I think this might be part. This this actually does speak a little bit to uh, what Joker was talking about in chat, and that is this hyperdrive bundle. Oh, totally. Because that. I even put holy smokes, notes. this thing is crazy yeah yep totally agree i mean it's perfect for those people it i don't know man but i don't, just don't know we what don't know to it. think about it so the basically we this is what it is yet. uh says while the journey guide gives all players a clear path towards helping them unlock and improve their favorite star wars characters we also want to help new players connect with the galaxy of hero community participating in elder games so they can play with members of established, highly engaged guilds. That's the part that scares me. No pack should ever be bought that brings you on the level of established, highly engaged guilds. Um, no matter how much money you, right now you have to spend like tens of thousands of dollars to get to that level that quickly to be there. I'm curious what this pack is trying to accomplish because it's trying to get you to be able to play with those players. They said, our yeah. solution to this is what we are calling the Hyperdrive Bundle. It is our most broadly focused player bundle we've ever offered, rewarding characters and resources to both new and veteran players, allowing them the ability to level up their collections and jump into some of the most exciting content in-game. Specifics of the bundle are coming soon, but we can say that new players will benefit from gaining a starting roster of characters as well as increase their overall account to level 85. So the Hyperdrive part super jumps them everybody up to level 85 that gets it that's a grind that's annoying that part i get that unlocks every game mode instantly doing that because they're all tiered if you don't remember you played that long everything is tiered now arena is not eight it's at 28 you know 50 was grand or not grand arena 50 was galactic war 60s ships grand arena somewhere and like everything is based on level so if you can buy this pack to get past all that you instantly unlock everything to be able to play um but hopefully it says, it's reasonable i would like it, it says veteran players will also receive an incredible deal now let me say let me tell you why i'm interested in this pack because of that sentence if you ever played a game like heroes of the storm that's what i'll use as my example heroes of the storm never heard of it it's a MOBA. It's kind of like League of Legends, but it's Blizzard's version. Um, What's a MOBA? I, I don't know what that acronym stands for. Anyways, sure. it's a top-down, you won't, you take a Blah, map. blah, blah. Gotcha. Yeah. So anyways, that part doesn't matter. But what they do is they sell characters in those types of games. And then they sell skins and everything else that go on those characters. But in Heroes of the Storm, uh, the packs, the super mega packs that they sell... 
If the mega pack includes characters that you already have, or you already have maxed out, you already have these skins that are offered in the pack with the character, all those things are taken out of the pack and taken off of the price of the pack. So basically, depending on what you already own inside of that pack, the pack price drops to only sell you what you need out of that pack. That's pretty sweet. So to me, the only way that this hyperdrive bundle becomes an incredible deal for players like us, veteran players, is if I'm not paying for things that I already have. Yeah, that's totally fair. um, Yeah. That's why it's interesting to me, but there's not a lot about it here, except that uh, it also unlocks all the PVE nodes within the game, so players new and old alike have the flexibility to chase the characters and resources they've always wanted more freely. So you you know what? This is going to totally change like uh, new player strategies, depending on whether you buy the Piper Drive bundle or not, because a lot of them became... uh, A lot of the Early game strategies were, hey, farm Phoenix because they're all available at the beginning of the game or farm first order. Yeah. These first orders because they're at the available at the beginning of the game. If everything's available to you at the beginning of the game, the options for how you start your account are completely open and much more interesting, I think. So I don't know. It's 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 another thing along with the journey guide that does not mildly interest me. You know what I mean? So, and those were the two largest sections in this road ahead were those two things. So it's like you start getting into the last thing, the future. Uh, they're going to talk about the journey guide and the hyperdrive bundle over the next few weeks. Exciting. I'm super stoked to be covering that on the podcast for the next two weeks. But uh, l- thankfully, there's a light side GOTB coming that we will also cover. Um, they're also having a normal developer QA. Uh, Get about 10 minutes of actual information there that we can talk about. Woo. And uh, surveys. So, I don't know. Cool. The biggest thing here is this. I'll leave you with the following thought. The Journey Guide and Hyperdrive are the beginning of our next phase of the game. After the release and tuning of these two experiences, we'll be in a great position to develop even more modes, features, and characters for our community of old and new players to experience. If that's the end game of those two things, I'm fine with it. I want new modes that are available because we talked about relics, right? Relics were open to a lot of people when it dropped and it was not content that a lot of people could use instantly. And a lot of these end game modes that they drop, like for example, Heroic Sith Raid. Most raids, most guilds could not do that except for the smallest versions of those. And even those were hard to beat. Um, if this makes it so that all these new game modes are available to old and new players and playable because of these things, I'm totally on board with that. Yeah. So. Cool. Um, well, do you want to talk about preparing? Um, are there some other stuff that... Uh, well, I guess if we're going to talk about preparing about Lightside GOTB, we'll cover these two Lightside GOTB posts. Uh, yes. Okay, cool. All right, yeah, let's do it. Hey, boys. Do you have any tips for us less experienced players? So, uh, I got a very big, big 
tip here. I'm sure you do. Very big tip. <laughs> All right, so only a few points to really talk about. One, for example, is Arc Trooper being Cantina Farmable, which we mentioned earlier. Uh, probably going to be a 16 energy note, I'm assuming. So um, I'm expecting, if you're listening to the live stream, uh, I'm expecting this update to be on Friday that adds Arc Trooper. And that way we can add him to the double drops. That's a please. huge please. assumption. I, I, but this is why I don't see. think it'll happen, because then we'll all get such a big jump on it. But it'd be a nice fourth anniversary president. Present. President? I, I almost said president. I, I think with the LSTV coming up, I think that's kind of what they want to do. I think they're doing the double drops after Arc Trooper drops to help people, to tempt them into spending to get their Coyote Mundi shards this first time. Because Shakti and clones will be required in a battle against the, um, the Reek, I do believe. All right. Yes. So here you go. The Reek is encountered in the arena in the third phase of territory battles. So where you fight the Ackley uh, in Darkseid is where you'll be fighting the Reek. Makes sense. Fighting it in the arena. And it says your team of clone troopers led by Jedi Master Shakti must face off against both the Reek and the bounty hunter who was template for the clones, Django Fett. Ooh, scary. The Reek itself has a new mechanic, Trample, which makes anyone subject to its vulnerable, subjected to it, vulnerable to extra damage for a short while. This includes Django Fett, who can only be defeated while he has Trample condition. So you'll need to defeat Django before you can take down the Reek. So plan your oh. attacks carefully. Players who triumph over Django and the Reek will find they have earned a Kaya Mundi shard. Shard, not shards. Come on, double drops. Uh, <laughs> for their guild as a reward. So make sure your squad is up to the task. Now the real question is, does that? it says Ka- Shakti and clones. So I'm curious if uh, clone trooper, or sorry, clone sergeant and Cody are included in that. Until you get Arc Trooper up. Because it doesn't say anywhere in there anything specifically about Arc Trooper. Yep. So. And I think I mentioned this earlier, but I, this is why I think that Shock T will be the only requirement. The rest will be a faction-based requirement, but it just the way it's going to work, you have to have Arc Trooper. Um, I'll, I'll be surprised if many people beat it without Arc Trooper. So. Yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm glad that General Anakin Skywalker does not time gate our uh, Kai Adamundi shards. Yep. Because if we're talking about Kai Adamundi, I'm gonna move over to this other post real quick and talk about Kai Adamundi. Uh, finally, so this talks about the new characters that are coming out, but I'm going to skip to the third paragraph here. Finally, Jedi Master Kai Adamundi's shards can be earned in a special mission during the third phase of Republic Offensive Territory Battle. This is the light side equivalent of Wat Tambor, who has unlocked a similar way. Kai Adamundi, this is the interesting part to me. This is why I brought it up. I want to talk about it because this sounds super cool to me. Kai Adamundi is a master of two forms of lightsaber combat. Is and his kit includes the capability of switching between them as the situation calls for. Does that sound like anybody else to you? Uh, I wasn't paying attention. 
All right, one more time so, for a wink. Kai Automundi is master of two forms of lightsaber combat. Oh, yes. And his kit includes CLS. the capability of switching between them as the situation calls for. Sounds exactly like CLS to me. Yep. I'm, and, I'm super excited for uh, this dude to see what he does. Um, oh, something else I'd like to mention related to this. They were specific about the fact that Mace is not getting a rework. So... Uh, he will not get a rework or an updated kit, but I still think there will be a change. I think he will get a touch-up, because a touch-up would not fall under the categories that they stated specifically would not be included on Mace, and I think Mace will get a touch-up to make him more compatible with Coyote Mundy, or Kai will have maybe oh. have something specific in there. Like I said last week, literally the only thing they need to do to to make Mace good, in my opinion, is because I I'm now think Kai Aramundi will be the leader of the Council Jedi, even though that doesn't make sense with Mace. But uh, all they would need to do is update the cooldown on Mace's special and add Shatterpoint to it. That would make him pretty good. Because if you every four turns you can use Shatterpoint and on his next turn he instantly kills someone, that would be a massive upgrade to his kit. I don't think they'll do that, but and they need to. He sucks. <laughs> I, I could see them making Kai and Mace a sort of wedge and bigs type combo, um, <coughs> making it to where they're just ridiculously good together. They're Kit synergize and all that good stuff, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, one, uh, there was something else I wanted to mention about this, but good lord, I cannot remember what it was. Well, let's just go through the rest of them real quick. First up, you have Arc Trooper. Uh, like we said already, he's the GBA, light side equivalent of GBA, and his shards are available in Cantina. Like GBA, he has a summon ability. We've talked about this before. The automated turret. Um, he's five. He's got the five hundred first tag, so we don't have to question that anymore. But I think we knew that from his kit reveal. Um, but it has the ability to take advantage of five's tactical awareness. Yes, so that's Arc Trooper. But the other part to it, uh, more confirmation. If you didn't read the QA, malevolence separatist cabal ship. Earn via Guild Event Tokens 2, acquired from both Republic Offensive and Separatist Might. This is a dark side equivalent of the Negotiator and will sit right next to him in the can't or in the get store. So exciting. Yeah. Uh yeah. So going back to the other one. Uh, we talked about the Reek. There's one last thing to mention. And this one just kind of is interesting to me. There's the Nexu. In all the chaos of this engagement, the Nexu of the of the arena has escaped and is found in the canyons in the last phase of the territory battle. Seen in the final encounter in one of the combat missions in the bottom territory, the Nexu is a ravenous foe who ignores protection and inflicts bleed, a new debuff that slows units and causes percentage health damage over each turn. Pulling out a win against the next two is no easy feat. You'll want to review the new mechanics, plan your strategy carefully, and finally snatch victory from the razor-sharp, toothy jaws 
of defeat. So, Ooh. when we're all fighting him in March, it'll be a lot of fun, I think. I hope so. Because how often are you hitting Phase 4 in Phase 4 on your combat missions? So, now, here's... in uh, the, the combat, in the uh, Separatist Smite. Something that I think we will see is going forward with them moving to the new trilogy, we're going to see new resistance characters. And I think there's a good chance that some of these characters are going to be really good in the territory battle um, and probably be key to beating, uh, you know, getting these characters relic will probably be key to beating a lot of these final missions like the Nexu. What do you yeah, think? it's going to be interesting. I don't, I don't have any idea, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know what to expect because they've said this is tuned for relics. Um, seeing how Phase 4 for Separatist Might was, which was not tuned for relics, but had relics in mind, how that went in Phase 4, I just do not know what to expect in that last phase. Yeah, and and those and you might be right with those some of those characters being the ones that make it good, but to me that doesn't mean that we're still gonna be able to see them anytime soon, because we're probably no, still gonna have to have yeah. those characters relict high to even get there. That's probably fair. Um, yeah, yeah, and it sounds like he could be on a random mission, so it's not like. He's only going to be on the currency mission or something. Um, Here, here's the other part to that, that, what they said that is kind of funny. If it's random, which one he pops up on, if you don't know which of the combat missions in the South he's going to pop up on, there's really no way to plan your strategy carefully and snatch victory from the razor's sharp toothy jaws of defeat because you'd have to have two teams prepared to do that instead of one. Because That's you got to hope that you pick the right one with your number one team. So well, hopefully but, you know which one it is, because if not, that's going to be a bit of an issue. Well, something else is if you go into it with your top team, you don't find the next suit, then you know uh, that you're probably not going to beat that next one anyway, and you can go focus on other battles or something and then come back and just kind of see how far you get. Um, mm -hmm. So... One thing I kind of wanted to discuss was I wanted to talk about a few characters that we think could be key and maybe a little bit underrated. Um, maybe not necessarily underrated, just super key. Um, I want us to each pick like three characters that are light side and explain why we think these characters will be so good in the new territory battle. Um, are we picking ones that we know aren't requirements? Are you talking about ones that are we know are going to be required? I mean, they could be requirements, but just because they're required, I don't think necessarily makes them like a key or kind of a surprise something to be good in the thing. Um, All right. Well, uh, then I think the easiest choice, if I'm going knowing what I'm getting into, would be Padme for one. She's probably going to be pretty good. 
Um, and of course, the good thing with her is that leader ability affects so many characters. There's a giant. Well, so I got the pit list up right here on my game, and you can see on my alt just how many it fall under her purview. So, like I said, I was pleasantly surprised with Clone Sergeant earlier today. You know, Barris Ophi's still in there. Isla Secura, some of these semi-decent characters that if you're using uh, the other ones in other places with other people will work out well. So I think Padme overall as a leader and what she does is going to be huge. I totally agree. Um, Another one that I think could be important and I recently reliced is um, Jolie Bendo. Um, the ability to revive has super high crit avoidance, um, you know, like can basically have unlimited crit avoidance in certain circumstances. Um, so I think he is a great, great character. Um, uh, you know, just for the ability to revive and really carry a team, uh, you know, Jedi could be like the night sister of the light side territory battle where you kind of have that healer that's always bringing people back and keeps everybody alive no matter what. Um, so I'm really digging the idea of Jolie. All right. Well, I got to think now. I've got another one that's pretty easy. All right, you go ahead. Uh, this is a character that I loved in the last light side territory battle back when it was difficult because this is a character that you get very early in the game when you beat the Rancor heroic for the first time. And that would be Han Solo. So the big thing about Han is turn meter doesn't matter. When you go into a new battle, he has 100% turn meter and he will stun somebody. There will probably be characters immune to stun just to prevent you from spamming Han all over the damn place. And it'll probably be platooned everywhere. But if you can keep your Han, I think he will just be a total juggernaut. Just being able to stun and remove turn meter and just everything that he does. And the fact that, you know, he can always stun in the opening slot. Anytime you go into a new territory or a new wave, uh, it's so good. Just fabulous in stuff like this so i'm looking over my roster on my alt and one thing i'm seeing that might be interesting that we didn't really get to play a lot with in hoth as far as a light side team that will be interesting um karth with mission vow zalbar johani and uh who else does dots because you could probably find another dot character that heals themselves. That would be good here. Because if you look at Carthanassi's Zated leadership, whenever an enemy is inflicted with a damage over time effect, all Old Republic allies recover 3% health and protection. Now, you don't even need a fifth character because you can have Karth, Zalbar, Mission Vow, Chuhani, and T3M4. The only one you got to leave out is Candor's because he's dark side, but the other ones are all light side. I believe T3 is light side. Yeah, light side. So that's a full team yes. there that has a lot of a lot of special buffs. So you got your armor shred, you've got blind, 
you've got uh, target lock, you've got a lot of dots between Mission and Zalbar to keep them alive. Definitely an interesting team for some of those other fights you have that's not requiring a specific team, if that makes sense. Yep. Because I'm going to be looking for, you know, you know, for a fact, platoons are going to be a sucker in this, where they're going to pull out your JKRs, they're going to pull out Padmes in places, and they're going to pull out, uh, you're going to be scrambling for teams, basically. And this is a team I don't see you having to pull apart that often. So it might be yeah. a good one to have to use. Fair enough. So I'd say instead of one character, I'm going to say the Old Republic team is one to keep an eye on. Okay. Um, and for my third one, I am going to have to go with... Uh, there's been a couple I've been having trouble trying to decide on, but... Um, I think I am going to go with C-3PO. Um, he That's just a has good one. So, mu- so much versatility. I mean, he adds so much no matter who who he's with, whether it's additional armor penetration or crit damage or he's doing exposes or reducing cooldowns or whatever. I mean, if my, you've just chosen just, my, sec- next, my third whew. one as well, then... So, so good. So, glad glad to hear that we're on the same page on one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Joker, I, I uh, against an enemy with GBA, his stuns will get cleansed instantly, and I wouldn't put it past them to include multiple GBAs. Even if there were multiple GBA, dude, multiple GBAs, I don't want to think about how often you could call another brute you got to keep that dude uh, ability blocked for sure. But yeah, that that will be annoying. But yeah, I um, will all need gear thirteen Phoenix just to mess with us. That is one team probably. that I will pro- would be the last one I would ever gear to gear thirteen, and uh, not 100%. because I don't like them. I think it'd be Ezra fun to have a gear thirteen Phoenix team. The problem is. They're such gear hogs. Being the one of the worst gear hog teams in the game, I just can never bring myself to gear them. I don't know. But you um, said C-3PO, which brings me the idea of uh, R2-D2 as well. That's what I was about to bring up. Yep. Because R2 falls into the same categories as C-3PO. Yep. Gives something to everybody. Gives something to everyone. And when he's relic, He's the stat opera. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You get stats, and you get stats. Yeah, so it's great. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, Please, please that, don't talk about Jawas, because I've already forgotten. They're dark side, right? Yes, they are definitely dark side. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Um, all right. Uh, I think it pretty much covers the LSGTBP. Which leaves us with one more thing for the podcast. Execute Order 66. 
All right, it's time for everybody's favorite segment. Oh, God. So favorite that we moved it to the end. <laughs> Wink tries yes. to pronounce All things. Right. This is... All right, so All right. with The Mandalorian out, these these are not spoilers. They have nothing to do with the TV show, but I thought it would be interesting to have Wink try to pronounce some of the things in Mandalore in... I don't know. I see what you did there, and I like it. <laughs> we're we're diving into Mandalore. How's that? Exactly. Right? Exactly. So ah, this is some man. This is some Mandalore that we're going to deal with here. So. All right. The first character on this list is Kevala. Where am I? Where Kel Kel? Say that again. Kelvala. All right. Kelvala. I can't even say it. Kelvala was a planet located in the Mandalore system, which was positioned in the Mandalore sector of the galaxy's outer rim territories. Okay. Uh, Satine Wren. All right. Mother of Sabine Wren and a staunch fighter in the Death Watch faction of Mandalorian lore. Sounds fancy. Fancy. Uh, fan Rao. Fan? Are you a big fan? Fan. Oh, F- Finn. Okay. Fan. Finn. I heard fan. That's why. Not fan. Fan. <laughs> All right. Finn Rao was a male Mandalorian who served as skull leader during the Clone Wars. Ooh. Scary. Uh, my Jito. My, my Jito. Skull Squadron, commanded by a previously mentioned Mandalorian, assisted the Republic by training clone trooper pilots to fight in the third battle of Maijito. Mm. <laughs> okay. All right. And the last uh, one. Almec. Almec was a male human from the planet Mandalore and a one-time believer in the pacifist ways of Duchess Satine Kreese. Also was a face in the wall in Legends of the Hidden Temple. Sorry, that's a throwback to Nickelodeon right there. Uh, what Does anybody is... know? I think it's, it was actually Olmec, but the name reminded me of Legends. Of, I don't know. Okay, never mind. Anyways. I'm starting to think that's the fake one. <laughs> um All right, what you got? Is that your guess? I want to pick Kelvala because, let's be honest, Kel's fake food, <laughs> Kelvala, fake, fake name, fitting. Final answer. Final answer. Incorrect. That is an actual planet name. All right, it's Almec, isn't it? It is not Almec. Oh, my Jito? It is not my Jito. Ah, You've got two right. two left. You just changed one letter on the name Sabine, didn't you? <laughs> yes, I did. I th- I thought there was a chance. That is definitely but... not his her mom. Yeah. Satine, is, I mean, it even says down there in Elmec's description, Satine Kreese. She was the Duchess of Mandalore. Also, I believe, 
I'm probably wrong here. I believe that was uh, General Kenobi's love interest, but I could be wrong. So, yeah, I just took Satine from the Duchess of Mandalore and threw it on Rin. So there you go. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Well, wonderful. Um, I still like my cow answer better, but that's totally okay. <laughs> um, I do like your description of why you picked Caleb <laughs> So there's that. It was a good attempt. So, um, Anything else that you want to share with all of our lovely listeners? Uh, just that if you enjoy the show and you enjoy the uh, banter... There's a lot of it that goes on on Discord, so join our Discord. Discord.me slash Shattered Order is also where you get any and all announcements uh, about what me and Wink are doing. For example, uh, I've been streaming a lot of Jedi Order. Uh, yes, you have. Over the past week, and so I wanted to make... If you're in our Discord, you know when I go live. Uh, if you don't want to join the Discord, but you want to watch uh, me live stream... Uh, Jedi Fallen Order. I'm doing that over on my Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash goodnightpunk. Go check that out. Give it a follow if you want to see that there. But it's also on our Discord when I tell uh, where I tell everyone when I'm going live. Uh, our Twitch, obviously, is twitch.tv slash shatteredorder. So if you're listening to the podcast but you still want to check out the live stream, that's where you'll find Ooh, it. Please do. And while you're there, if you have Amazon Prime and you want to support the show... If you own Amazon Prime, you instantly get a Twitch Prime subscription. And if you threw that our way, we would definitely be thankful to you. But if you don't use Twitch and you do want to support the show, we also have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Shattered Order. Love all our Patreons. Uh, We should be giving some giveaways here, I would think, soon. Right? Uh, Yes. I... I've, I just got back from. I've had a honeymoon. wedding yeah. and a honeymoon. And, we know, uh, we know. It's fine. Blah, blah, so blah, blah, blah. So. Basically, what he just said was there's still time for you to become a Patreon, become a Twitch Prime sub, and make more money back from us than you're paying for that month. So, ooh, that's yeah. true. So, if you by next week, if you are a Patreon or a Twitch sub, you will be eligible for our giveaways. And we also have some blue giveaways to do as well. So, we'll be working on those yep. in the next few weeks. And uh, if you're around on the Twitch uh Twitch live stream, we'll be doing some there. It's probably about time we did some uh Bingo. blue well, I was going to say do some blue giveaways blue for bingo. our entire podcast, not just the live stream. Uh, open ah, up to the amount of I people. Like it. So we'll see what we could do. But heck yeah. Other than that, I think that's about it. Besides giving our email, the shattered order at gmail.com. If you don't want to get in touch with us with any of those other ways, you can use that for listener intros and feedback, and we would appreciate that. That is all 100% true. And we would love it if you guys would go subscribe to the new podcast feed, which you can find in the notes down below. And uh, leave us a review. We would love it. And um, I, I guess we will catch you guys probably later this week if you go hit that subscribe button. Absolutely. Uh, look forward to that. So with that all said, thank you for listening to episode 173. We appreciate you. And we will see you again next week. Later. Bye.